John 15. We were in John 14 last week. We talked about the peace of God. Amen. And so today I want to talk about staying with God. Amen. Stay with God. Amen. Part two. Stay with God. Part two. Amen. Stay with God. Open your Bible. John 15. John 15, and I want to read. I'm going to deal with verse two today, um, but I'll read verse one for contextual reason, reasons. Jesus says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser." Here's what I'm going to deal with today. Verse two: Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. I want to talk about this morning, stay with God, part two, stay with God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, stay with God. John writes to record Jesus' words here. And when I started this series last week, I told you that a lot of marriages today end in divorce. Thank you, ushers. Um, either divorce or you're living together, but you're still separated from each other. There are in relationships problems, communication problems. Attitude problems. Come on, somebody. Um, selfishness. And the list goes on. And I told you that even with God today, there are some people who are angry at God. There are some people who are separated from God. And there are some of us, because we've been burnt by a church or somebody else, we decided we're just going to divorce God. You see, your relationship with God is a very important one. Some people like to live in denial. Come on, somebody. Because it's easier to deal with reality from a standpoint of denial. Many of us have our own standards when it comes to having a relationship with God. We assume many things. We're divided by many things. For instance, we're divided by doctrinal beliefs. We're divided by worship style preferences. And the list goes on. The question today is, what does God say about your relationship with him? Oh, I wish I had somebody. Now, now I, I know that you may uh, say to yourself, well, I relate to God well. Oh, we, me and God, we have a good relationship. We're, but, but the question I have for you today is, have you checked with God lately? Come on, somebody. Have you, have you asked God, amen, God, are we good? Amen, amen. Some of us may believe that, well, I pray every day and I, I, I fast 
every so often. I read my Bible. Amen. I have a relationship with God, Pastor. But the question I have for you is, who sets the relationship ground rules? For most people, it's them and not God. Do I have anybody? There are many of us, amen, that think that we're living and we're doing right and we think that our relationship with God is on the up and up. But can I tell you something? Amen. You would be surprised this morning. If God would appeal back, amen, the, the, the pages of your life. Come on, somebody. And, and he was to reveal to you, amen, what the relationship is like. You would be surprised. Because just showing up at church doesn't mean that you're with God. It may mean that you're dating him or you are casually seeing him. But my question this morning is, how does that relationship look with God? You see, this is not a, um, a coercion. This is not a uh, uh, me trying to tell you or force you to stay with somebody. Have you ever been there where you've been with somebody that you just didn't want to be with? Oh, come on. <laughs> amen. I do. Amen. That's an that's a amen right there. Have you ever been in that type of relationship? Where, where it's just like, man, how did I get myself, uh, amen. I, I didn't know this person was like this. I didn't know they were like that. And, and, and I, I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest, amen. You know, sometimes, amen, you know, I, I would, I, man, uh, have you ever had that kind of relationship? And you ask yourself a question, what in the world was I thinking? Amen. And now when it comes to God now, a lot of us, does it make sense? A lot of us may assume a lot of things because I come to church. But I know a lot of people in church that got problems. But I know a lot of people in church, amen, not only do they have problems, but they got a problem with God. You know why they come to church? Because mama told them. Because they're doing it out of religion and not relationship. Come on, somebody. They're doing it because this, this is what we always do on Sunday. Amen. This is what my wife asked me to do. So guess what? You know what? I'm going to do it. This is what my husband asked me to do. I'm going to just show up. Amen. Now, now, there's a reason why I had the choir to sing another song. Amen. Because oftentimes when we come into church, we think it's a spectator sport. It's not a spectator sport. This is a participation activity where we participate together with the choir to watch us to lift our hands see your relationship watch this your lifting of your hands suggests liberation it suggests freedom it says to God God in spite of myself I can lift my hands and praise you I, I'm, I got a few problems right now but thank God I come to the problem fixer. How many know he's the problem fixer? Amen. Now, now, now listen, I wouldn't want to stay with somebody who's not beneficial to me. And the last time I checked, God's been good to me. Do I have anybody? Now, I don't have to convince you to stay with God, but I wonder sometimes, amen, how many of us, amen, are doing it out of routine? 
out of religious duty or are we doing it out of relationship? Jesus is getting ready to die. Amen. He breaks the news in chapter 14 to his disciples and he tells them, yeah, I'm gone, but guess what? I'm leaving someone with you. Now, here's what I said last week, right? I told you last week that if you stay with God, watch this, you will be, you, watch this. The first thing is you will be at peace with God. Do I have anybody? You will be at this. Listen, 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 listen to me. Listen very good. Ask yourself, are you at peace with him? Or have you been struggling with him? I know you didn't like the last thing that happened in your life, the last outcome of that trial. Come on, somebody. Listen, you don't, you question God because of the circumstance and the way it came out. But my question to you this morning is, are you at peace with him? And I told you last week, not only do you have the peace, but you will possess that peace. Because to be at peace with God is to have the peace of God. And I told you that you cannot stay with someone. Have you ever tried living with someone who just won't be at peace? I'm talking about relationships here. Just every time there's something said or something has to be said. or there's Listen, we want peace, you want war. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. And for you remarried folk, you know what I'm talking about. Ah, amen. Amen. For you, amen. Watch this, watch this. And there's some relationships that there's no peace in it. Am I right? Not only that, but I told you that when you're at peace with God and you possess the peace of God, you will recognize when the world is trying to offer you peace. You know what type of peace the world tried to offer you? Listen, to avoid the problem, not face it. Come on, somebody, deny that there's a problem. Listen, the truth be told this morning, can I ask you a question? Do you have a problem with God? Amen. I hope you don't. Amen. Because, listen, that's the wrong one to have a problem with. He is the relation builder. Amen. But a lot of us say, yeah, I ain't got no problem with him. He cool. But the question is, how good has he been to you? I'm just asking a question this morning. Has God been good to you? Come on, let me ask, some, let me ask this question. Has he ever opened doors for you? Amen. Has he ever healed your body when you were sick? Come on, somebody. Has he ever given you strength when you wanted to give up on this journey? So my question to you is, why wouldn't you stay with him? And, and, and we live in a generation now where they can't appreciate the fact that God is real. Let me tell you something. You got to believe that he's real. Listen, you thought it was chance. You thought it was luck. You thought it was, yeah, osmosis. You thought it was something. But let me tell you something. That was God, baby. That was God that brought you this far. And, and, and listen, listen to this, listen to this. And, and I love the way we're starting this series because, watch this, because what he's saying in chapter 14, as I said last week, when you're at peace with him, that's where the relationship begins. Are you with me? Saints, I want to tell you something. Let me say this to you. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. Come on, somebody. Your fight is not a me fight. It's not a we fight. It's a, hey, it's the devil and you. But you got God on your side. And when you stay with God, you stay in his protective care. 
You are within your, amen, your, 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 your region where God can reach you. The question is, can God reach you this morning? Come on, somebody. Can God reach you when he needs you? Come on, somebody. Amen. John writes and records Jesus' message. He says, listen, I leave you someone. Now, here's the thing. It's impossible to be a Christian and not have a relationship with God because watch what he says. He says in his word, I leave you what? A helper. And who's that helper? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, you know, I don't want to say ghost, y'all get scared. But the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives where? On the inside of you and I. And here's how we connect to God. We connect to God through the Spirit. Watch this. We reflect and we see God in his word. Do I have anybody? His word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. His word illuminates the path that we're on. If you want to know God, you got to know him in the spirit. Amen. And I see so many people struggle with this relationship. But John says something. John says, listen, man, listen, listen. Jesus says, listen, man, I leave you a helper. Amen. And then we get... Amen. Look, look, look at verse 15. He says, chapter 15, verse 1. He says, hello, somebody. He says this. What he says? He said, now, I want to show you some relationships here. He says, I am the true vine. Now, you see what he says, the I am? He is the I am. He was the I am in Genesis. Come on, somebody. To Moses. Come on, somebody. And he is the I am in the New Testament to us. He is the I am of all I am. He said, who sent me? The I am sent me. That's Alpha and Omega. There's no beginning. There's no end. You can't figure out God. I told you on Tuesday night, he's pure actuality with no potentiality because if God had potential, it means that he needed to learn something. God doesn't learn anything. He is all of that. Come on, somebody. He's all that. He's all that. Amen. But, but I, I got some news to break to you today. Look what he says. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Now, 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 Jesus is the true vine. He is the genuine vine. Now, what does the vine do? The vine supplies all of the nutrients and all of the things that you need to grow. Watch this now. God now is what's called the farmer. That's what a vine dresser is, a farmer. So what the farmer does is that he prepares the ground. Amen. There's two relationships here. There's the vine and the vine dresser. Jesus said, I can't do it without the vine dresser, and the vine dresser doesn't really need me, but guess what? We connected. Are you with me? Now, the vine provides, so I told you last week that if you're going to stay with God, you need the Holy Spirit. But, but watch what he says. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. There's a relationship. Jesus says, I'm connected to my father. My father tends to the what? To the soil, to the garden. 
Now, the father's responsibility is to keep the garden in such a way that we all can grow. Now, I'm going I'm to drop a point here. I'm going to drop a point right here for you. See, sometimes the reason we can't stay with God because we're in a church with too much conflict. Come on, somebody. We're in a place, amen, where the vine dresser is not allowed to come in and do what he needs to do. What does the vine dresser come in and do sometimes? Sometimes he comes in and he pulls out the weeds. Come on, somebody. He, he, he turns over the dirt, amen. Every now and then, God has to turn over some things in your life that you've been sitting on in order, to you, in order for you to reveal, to, to watch it, to face the reality of what's really going on in the relationship with him. Listen, nobody said it would be easy. Come on, somebody. When you prayed and nothing happened, when you prayed and it went the opposite way, that was the vine dresser telling you you can't always have your way in this relationship. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So there's the relationship between the vine and the vine dresser. Are you with me? Now, now, now God is the vine dresser. He is the one who carefully planted Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. And watch this. And waters him. Come on, somebody. And feeds him the vine. That's what he does. He cares for it. He looks after it. Come on, somebody. Because the relationship, amen, is that. Jesus, God cares about you. Now, you may not like the process, and I'm going to show you something about the process. But, but here's the thing. The process sometimes, oh, I'm going to let it out, it can be painful. In every relationship, you will find that there are difficulties. But here's the thing. It's for your good and not your bad. Are you with me? Watch the text. Watch the text. Look at verse 2. He says, every branch. Let's stop there with the branch. So we have the vine, the vine dresser, but now we got the branch. Now, we see the father, the son. We've already talked about the Holy Ghost but now we see us. Now, Jesus is standing out in the field and he is looking at the vineyard in Palestine. Watch this now. And, and the, the, the hearers of the word can relate because they understand farming. Listen to me real good. You kind of got to have an agriculture mind to understand this right here. Watch this. Watch this. Jesus uses this illustration to illustrate the fact that the importance of the relationship with him and us. He says out of this relationship of being the vine and the vine dresser, he says now here come some branches. Now you and I, we are the branches. Am I right about that? Come on, tell your neighbor, we are the branches. Neighbor, you believe that? Ask your neighbor if they believe that. You are a branch in God's garden. I'm going to say it one more time. On God, in God's vineyard. You say, what kind of branch are you? All right? Now, now watch this now. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. He says, you are the what? The branch. But look what he says. He says, every branch in me. <laughs> you, see, you see that? 
that does not bear fruit. I want to show you something. Listen to this. This branch is what you call an unfruitful branch. Okay? But watch this. But this unfruitful branch did become attached to Christ. Y'all following me? Watch this. Watch this. They had the same organic relationship. Some of us, we come to God. You have one person here, one person. They both come to Christ at the same time. They both joined church at the same time. They both started ministry at the same time. But all of a sudden, this one branch that was organically placed, both branches are in, but one branch all of a sudden has no fruit. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Now listen, this person made a profession of Christ. This person was baptized. This person, amen, seemed capable of producing fruit. Matter of fact, this branch appeared to be fruitful. This branch had a lot of talk game. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing. When we are not producing, when we're not productive, we're just fooling ourselves. In other words, we're just putting on nice clothes and coming to church. But we're not becoming fruitful. So watch this. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. My first point is if you stay with God. If you stay with God, it is impossible for you to stay with God and stay the same. How many, how many changed people we got in here? How many transformed people? Now, now listen, now listen. Now you got to be very careful how you answer that because watch this. Remember, the branch that's not producing fruit looks the same. And you can say, well, I'm saved. I'm a believer. The question is, are you bearing fruit? Now, 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 here's the problem here. I want everybody, I got everybody, I want everybody to stay in church. Me, personally, as a pastor. If everybody was staying, boy, I'd be a happy pastor every week. I'd be, just be happy. But I come to realize something. It's not up to me. As a matter of fact, it's not even up to you. But you have a choice to make. What type of branch you're going to be? What type of believer you're going to be? Now, you can keep faking it. You can keep shaking it. You can keep, you can keep on acting like you holy and all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You got all the accolades down. You got the amens, thank yous. You got your. Amen. We can keep on pretending all we want, but the question is, are you for real? Because if you're for real, guess what? It will show. If you stay with God, it shows. You go from the back seat to the front seat. 
Come on, somebody. You lift your hand. Now I don't kill you. Just lift your hand because you know how good he's been. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. He says, every branch of me that not, does, not, does not what? Bear fruit. What does he do with it? Let's look. Let's, let's, let, me see, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Now, now, don't get offended. Don't get offended. Don't get offended. What does he do? He, no, he takes it away. Now, let me tell you what this word take away means in the Greek. Watch this. Now, he doesn't just cut them off, right? But the word take in the Greek, the word is where we get the word, it's arrow in the Greek. A-I-R-O, arrow. It's where we get our English word, aeroplane. See if I can help you with this. Before he takes you out like we think, right? He just cuts you off. What he first does, what the vineyard, vineyard dresser does first, when the, when the fruits start dropping low to the ground, what they do, they come in, he comes in and he lifts it up. He props it up off the ground so that it can continue to grow. See, God doesn't just cut you off. He lifts you up at first. He lifts you up so that at least you can understand it's time for me to start climbing again. It's time, listen, listen. He props you up so that you can start becoming fruitful again. And somebody here, I want to tell you something. You're too low to the ground. God wants to prop you up. But watch this now. Watch what he says. He says, before I take you away, I got to lift you up. But the word also means that if after he lifts you up, it also means to cut off. Now, what's the reason for taking them away? Because they are hindering those who are fruitful. Here's what I understand. Some people, right, I want them in church, but God says they're not fruitful. They're not producing. They're not productive. So, pastor, it's not you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. It's not you. It's them. So give me my second point. And somebody say, well, everybody's welcome in church. They are. But if you're taking up soil that, that, that needs to be cultivated so somebody else can grow, God says, I'm going to remove you. He says, I'm going to take you away. If you continue to stay the same, listen, he will remove you. You want to stay with him as long as it's easy. But watch this. The taking away process is not just he's taking you away. Now, watch this. This, this taking away branches alluded to Judas. Judas was a part of the, of the tree. He was a branch. Judas prayed. Judas handled the money. Come on, somebody. Judas did all this stuff, but yet in the end, he was a betrayer. He was taken away. The question is, amen today, are you a fruitful branch? That's the question. Because it's impossible to stay with God and remain the same. 
And if you and I don't get it, listen, he will involuntarily move you. The devil knows how to put people in a church to cause all kinds of mayhem. He does that. But here's the thing. Jesus said, this is my vineyard. This is my church. And guess what? If you want to stay with God, he expects you to become fruitful. He expects fruitfulness. I'm going to tell you what that fruitfulness is here in a minute. Watch what he says. Watch this. God will separate the fake from the real. The question is, do you really want to stay with God? Watch the text. text goes on to say, and every branch in me that bears what? Fruit. When you stay with God, the next thing is number three. Here's the next thing. When you stay with him, you will become fruitful. That's how I can tell the differences between people who are for real in this journey and people who are just hanging on. If you're just hanging on, baby, you can be lifted up. God can lift you up again. You don't want him to remove you. You want him to cultivate you. But watch this. When we say bear fruit, we're talking about your thoughts. We're talking about your attitude. We're talking about your commitment. We're talking about your passion. We're talking about your motives. We're talking about your behavior. We're talking about your relationships. We're talking about your service. We're talking about your willingness. When he says that bears fruit, that's what he means. Your talk is different. Your commitment to him is different. He says that when you stay with God, he says you will become a fruitful believer. You won't go to places you desire to go anymore. Come on, somebody. You won't talk the way you talk to, each, to your spouse anymore. Listen, there's a change that will start going on on the inside of you. Listen, it's time for us to stop pretending that we're changing when we're not because we're not seeing any fruit. Pastor, how do I become fruitful? You have the Holy Ghost inside of you. You got the word of God. You got worship. And when you learn to lift your hands and surrender unto God and when you start start producing fruit. The closer you become to God, the more you want to do something for him. The more you want to change the world for him. The more you want to tell somebody else about the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen, when you are a fruitful Christian, it shows in your attitude. You don't come to church with your head hung low. You come with your hands lifted up. You come with your praise on your lips. You come to glorify God. You come to magnify his name. You come to learn more about him. You don't take it personal. What you do, you say, man, listen, if that's word for me, that's a word for me. Do I have anybody? See, a fruitful Christian, a fruitful Christian shows it in his character. Amen. Listen, we're not perfect and we'll never be perfect. But I want to tell you something. Something about your conversation will change. The things you used to look at, you won't look at anymore. The places you used to go, you won't go no more. Amen. The people that you used to hang around with, listen, you can't hang with them anymore. You can't be a fruitful Christian and hang in the world. So the question is, which branch are you? If you're going to stay with God, you don't want him to remove you, saints. Now let me tell you, let me tell you why 
the, the, the vine dresser removes that branch. Watch this. The first thing the vine dresser does is cut it off and puts it to the side. Now watch this. He puts it on ground that will be used later. Now watch this. You ever seen a tree cut off a limb? And you drive by there one day, right? And it's still green, right? But go back there like seven days later. What you see before the trash people come, sometimes they miss that. <laughs> All right, they, they just pass right by it. I ain't picking that up today. And then what starts happening to it? It starts dying. Saints, are you that branch? Are you just hanging on? Are you, are you on the side? Now watch this. If you read on the rest of the passage, I won't deal with it, but watch this. He says, then he takes it up and he carries it away and he burns it. Now watch this. The reason he removes it from this ground is to make room for those who want to be fruitful. Listen, God is making room for you right now. Come on, somebody. There is room at the cross for you. Listen, there's room for you at the cross where you can start saying, you know what, I'm, not, I'm done playing with this thing. I'm through talking about it. I want to be about it. I don't want to be that branch that gets cuts off in the end. I don't want to be that branch when he comes back. He says, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. He said, didn't we not prophesy in your name? Didn't we not perform miracles in your name? And then he says to you, I never knew you. Saints, God is saying, if you connected to me and if you stay with me, you will become fruitful. He says, every branch in me that bears fruit, watch this, what does he do next to it? Every branch, so, so watch this, so don't think that just because you stay with God, you're going to be absent of problems. Because here's the thing, the taking away is painful, but the pruning is painful too. The more fruit you bear, the more he has to prune you. Prune you, pruning you doesn't mean he's hurting you. He's doing what's necessary. He's taking away from you, watch this, so that you can become more fruitful. That's what the text says. The text says what? The text says he prunes so that it will become what? It will become what? It will, it will, it, that it may what? Bear more what? Fruit. Now, now, this pruning process means to clean without a stain or spot, to cleanse from filth, to purify. Come on, somebody. The practice entails targeting and removing, watch this, of diseased, damaged, dead, non-productive, come on, somebody, and things that are unwanted in your life so that you can become more fruitful. Because when you start to bear fruit, you get comfortable. You stop doing the things you used to do. Come on, somebody. You start getting comfortable in your blessings. So God says, what I have to do from time to time, I got to cut you back. I got to prune you so that you can become more, more fruitful. My last point, I'm going to my seat. 
He said, not only will you become fruitful, but the last thing is, you will experience painful seasons for your good. Painful seasons. Somebody here this morning, the purpose for the pruning is because he loves you. And as I go to my seat, I want to encourage somebody here today to let you know that God did it for your good. God is pruning you to make you more fruitful. God is pruning you to prepare you for where he's about to take you. Come on, somebody. Somebody here don't, don't, don't really understand what I'm talking about, but I want to tell you something. I know it's been difficult. But you got to ask yourself a question. Which branch am I? I would rather take the pruning than the putting out. And today, you got to ask yourself a question. Are you staying with God? And if you stay with him, it will show. Give God a hand clap of praise.